Welcome to Girlfriends Pray. We are a prayer ministry for women where our mission is to draw more women closer to God through prayer. We would like to welcome you to our series on mental wellness. In this series, we are focused on the elements of prevention, intervention, and support. Within the African American community, there is the belief that no matter how great the burden, prayer is the answer. While we as women of faith know and understand the power in prayer, we also know that God gives wisdom to trained mental health professionals to support us through difficulties. The purpose of this series is to educate our sisters on the importance of maintaining mental wellness as well as open the conversation around treatment. We hope you enjoy the series and that you will share it with someone. As we um, promised at the beginning of the year, we didn't want to leave the call without going into um, a conversation to make sure that if there's anybody here on the line who is struggling in this season with um, anything um, in regard to depression, low mood, seasonal affective um, disorder, uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, seasonal well, let's just say seasonal depression. Um, but if there was anything here, we're going to go into a Q&A. We have uh, Dr. Angela Clack, who's going to join us in just a minute at 7, I believe, 7.20. And, um, and so we want to invite you to get your um, folks on the line. If you have family or friends who are going through now or who may be quiet, who may be absent, who may be low, um, if you could invite them in. In fact, I'm going to be quite honest. There is um, one of our beloved sister friends um, on Monday. She um, was at the funeral, I believe, of one of her family members who was um, brutally shot and killed. And today she's actually will be on her way to a funeral for um, a young cousin who took his life. And so, yes, today she's on her way to the funeral for that. And so it makes, so you, I hope you understand then why we would go immediately into this um, Q&A and, and bring the authorities um, onto the line. It really is because we wanted to be responsible. We want to pray. Um, but then also we know, we know that, depression and suicidal thoughts, uh, it is a real thing, and we want to be responsible. We want to make sure you have the right um, access and the right resources, the right information. Um, uh, we are always responsible in that way because the pastor is and may not be qualified, um, is probably not qualified as the therapist. Um, the author of that book that you're reading they may or may not be qualified um, just because they're an author. Um, if there is a, um, I've heard strategist, I've heard coach, uh, is not qualified to talk uh, to you or help you with if you are suffering from depression and, uh, again, suicidal thoughts. Um, 
a consultant. That is not the person or the resource that you need. Those are experts in other spaces. Um, and so we want to make sure we want to be responsible in this. All right. And so um, so this is really about, about that. So we're going to go into our Q&A. Um, so can you invite somebody on the line right now? Invite someone on the line. And we are going to go. Again, and if you just joined because somebody invited you to the line, welcome to Girlfriends Pray. We're going into our after call, and this is just a Q&A um, specifically for those of you who um, have questions. Um, so we are mindful if you have questions about things that you're going through. We're going to open up the line um, and be able to take some questions. Uh, if you don't want to uh, reveal you, your name, you can certainly be whatever name you want to be. Um, if you don't want to ask your question, uh, but you have, um, you can actually, I think you can post, let me see. I think here's what I think we had asked to do. We had sent out an email and posted, I believe, on Facebook where you could have sent, you could send a private message for a question if you don't want to answer or ask the question publicly. Um, so, okay, all right, without further ado, I'm going to bring in um, Dr. Uh, Angela Clack. And we invited her here. She wears many hats, but I asked her, we asked her to be here specifically with her uh, doctor hat on um, and specifically only to ask answer questions about uh, things uh, like depression and suicide because that's our theme for this season and we know um, that we're in a season of where that is uh, really running uh, rampant in here, or, or I'm sorry, in uh, just in the in the time and season. But she is, uh, you know, affiliated and educated in the space. Um, in fact, she has a private practice in um, in New Jersey. But let me just share. A little bit of background, uh, Dr. Angela Clack. She is a licensed psychotherapist. She is Dr. Angela Clack. She is a licensed psychotherapist. She is um, a doctorally trained uh, clinician. Uh, she is in a private practice outpatient counseling agency in New Jersey. Um, and she really is and has... Um, uh, insight, ability, and expertise around mental health and um, and wellness. Um, that is her work, the work that she does. Um, and she has her affiliations across all of the uh, professional associations to include uh, the South Jersey Psychological Association, New Jersey Psychological Association, um, American Counseling Association, American Psychological Association, um, and she uh, is here today. And so without further ado, she's going to come in. And any questions we have for her around um, mental wellness, health, uh, mental, whatever things you're uh, experiencing, we're going to ask Dr. Clack. So Dr. Clack, are you here? I am. Good morning, Dr. D. Good morning, gorgeous. So uh, grateful for you being here. We know that this is early um, this morning, but we wanted to catch it. This is an intentional call 
uh, or Q&A, I should say, immediately following prayer. Um, so we thank you for being here. Absolutely. If nothing um, else from um, Sister Tiffany's prayer was that there is hope. So it's never too early for these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Yes. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you're in agreement. And so I'll start with just saying um, uh, I'm going I'm to invite you to do this. So because we're talking about um, seasonal depression, suicidal thoughts, in fact, that's what led us to this series, um, Doctor. If you remember, um, in fact, I'll give it to you in this way. Uh, in December, uh, one very public suicide was one of a happy man, of, a, of someone who seemingly was happy, um, dancing one day, and then he had committed suicide, um, you know, the day before uh, or, the, or a day later. And so that really led us to, okay, we have to do something right now in this season. So can you start off by just talking about, um, you know, suicide um, in, in this season um, and where um, whatever it is that you want to share with us about the season of where this is more, um, I guess, it's uh, more rampant in terms of suicide and suicidal thoughts and what that may look like and uh, uh, feel like. Sure. One of the things I think I want to make sure that people um, step into this space thinking is that there is no shame in asking for help and that many people have thought about not being here anymore and not living on this earth anymore long before they have made the decision to take their life. What we see is uh, this abrupt or sudden announcement that this person, and when it's a celebrity or well-known person or someone who appears to have had it all and living their best life, when we see that, it's a surprise, it's a shock to us. However, this person, more often than not, has been tormented by thoughts, by feelings of depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts for a very long time. It is something that has, something that occurs, some situation, some overwhelming demand on them that then takes them to the point where they decide that they no longer want to be here. So it is not they woke up that morning. So it's a, it's a price to us. But to their loved ones or if there is someone that they confided in, people will say, well, I knew that they were struggling with this or I knew that, but I never thought. And that's often because the person doesn't share their deep, dark moment. And suicidal ideation is more common than people believe. I know that even if there's more than 50 women on this call, more than half have had a thought of it. Some of us, it's fleeting. It's like, man, this, this feels so hard. I, I, you know, sometimes I just feel like I could go away and not come back. But for other people, this is something that's thought about frequently, several times a week, for some people, several times a day. So I want people to know how common it is for people to have suicidal ideation. We just all don't take it to the point of taking our life. If there were more conversations like the one we're having and if we had people that we felt like we wouldn't be judged by, if we could tell them we were having these thoughts, 
I think that more people would not choose the uh, choose to take their life. But if I tell you I'm having these thoughts and I get condemned or convicted by it because you say you need more prayer or um, you lack faith or I can't believe, no, not you, I can't believe. If, if I feel judged and I don't have a place to, a safe container, so to speak, to say I am having a hard time and I've been having a hard time for a while and sometimes, honestly, I just don't want to be here. And if it is met with anything other than what can I do to help you, then people are going to go back and retreat into themselves and they're going to struggle with that. So it's no surprise to me when I hear that people have reached that pinnacle point where they're like, I just can't do this anymore, and then the family comes out and talks about, well, this is what this person was struggling with. What you'll hear now, um, and I think the Judd family did this well um, when their family member took her life, is they said that she died to mental illness. The, the struggle or secondary to mental illness, and basically what they were saying is it was suicide. But, but that was their way of giving a name to it, you know. And I think if we, again, had more conversations about mental health and mental illness, that we could have more people seek help and we could help more people to make decisions to live versus not wanting to be here anymore. Wow. Let me tell you something, Dr. Clack. I wish uh, that that was so – thank you, thank you, and thank you. That was so solid, so insightful, so crystal clear. Um, I think you helped a lot of us just with your very thorough um, explanation as to um, suicide. So I I so thank you. I, I hate that we were not recording. Um, we probably will have to invite you back. Um, but okay. thank you. Yes, we got, we will have to do that. And at some point, we thought about another and either an evening call, and maybe this is the call, and with you that we have to uh, bring back. We know people are moving about sure. and on their way to work, but we didn't want to – I didn't think we could afford um, really time on this, to be quite honest. So we, we just mm-hmm. wanted to um, drill down. Okay, so Lamika, our board secretary, she did say we're recording this, so this is great. Okay, so thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Now, so then um, I think then what we want to accomplish in the call is, yep, one part of this is just you educating us on um, suicide and then depression, and, and, um, and then we want to know then what to look for, what does it look like um, if, it's, if it's us or if it's somebody in, if it's a relative, we want to we wanna, we wanna know that. So that will be like my question number two. And then um, three, we want to know how to respond um, if it's us or if it's a loved one, if it's a girlfriend, what it, what to do, and then we're going to open up for questions. So, um, yeah, and, and Dr. Clack, I don't know if you heard me say this, but one of our very, very close, um, in fact, I think her company, not I think, her company is the company who um, manages our command control. She's the woman, um, in fact, you all may know because we prayed for her uh, some years ago. Her name is Davida Garfield. Well, today at 10 o'clock she'll be at a service, a funeral service for 
Um, I think it's Jahad Garfield, a cousin, a young, a first cousin who actually took his life. And so that's why this was so important. Um, so can you now take us into question two and three, and then we're going to open up for questions. Did we lose Dr. Clack? If you're speaking, we can't hear you. And so on mute. Sorry, I, was, I think I went back on mute. I just unmuted. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with her. I have been in that position before um, with a very young person in my life. And um, it's devastating. It is absolutely devastating. And it will take time um, mm-hmm. for us to even understand that. So that person mm-hmm. and what I needed and what my family needed uh, was present. We didn't need a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. We didn't want mm-hmm. a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. We just needed presence. And for people to say, you know, I'm here, and sometimes for people to take the helm and say, listen, we bought dinner. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. We just need space to, to, to kind of process things. And that processing also means reaching out for professional help. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't want to talk to someone close to us because some of our thoughts aren't going to be some of the most easiest for our family members to hear. So we need someone mm-hmm. who can hold that space for us. The second mm-hmm. thing that comes, again, these things are going to come as a surprise to other people, but not to people who do the work because we see this. When people have made a decision, and, and I don't want to make this a generalization or a blanket statement, so I'm going to say more often than not, but not 100%. When people have made a decision to um, possibly consider ending their life, they're not always in the most miserable state. Mm-hmm. They may actually look like they're getting better. They may look happy mm-hmm. to you. And you may say, wow, you know, you seem to be doing, wow, you're different, you know. And then you'll start to see things like um, them making amends with folks that they hadn't. You will start to see them give away precious things. And um, they may even make proclamations about what they look forward to doing. And, uh, yeah, you know, I look forward to to doing this, you know, in the next six months or eight months or so. And then three days later you hear they're taking their life. And it's because they need peace with it. They have made peace with it. And so when you see that, when you see when someone go from almost ground zero to like this miraculous recovery, you want to check in with them and you want to stay real close to them. Um, you know, they'll make things like plans. They'll make plans. When you start to see people make plans, um, give people mm. passwords, um, things like that are clues that they are preparing and they don't want to leave their loved ones or whoever is their survivors. They don't want to leave them without or leave them, um, uh, you know, needing to figure things out. They already feel a lot of shame and guilt that they've made this decision, and they know their family's mm-hmm. going to struggle. So they start to set things up. These are things that, Again, as professionals, and if you ever go to uh, conferences and things around self-harm and suicide for family members, they'll tell you some of these things. So you can talk to other people who've been there through this, and they'll tell you, but these are reflections. They can go back and say, oh, now I see why they were doing this. Oh, now, 
So they didn't know this when it was happening. They're like relieved that in the moment this person seems to be doing so much better. But then they can go back and start to connect the dots like, oh, that's why they chose to do, oh, that's why. So it's so important about community. When our loved ones are struggling, family members may not think they need help. But if they get into community or if they get into support groups for family members suffering with mental illness, they'll hear all of this and they'll get to feel encouraged because they're like, oh, I feel like I'm a little bit more armed with information to know what to look for. So, uh, uh, for example, NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness, they have all kinds of support groups for family members. And that's where Mm -hmm. you can get information, you can get support when your loved one is going through something. And then, of course, you can always seek um, individual therapy for yourself as your loved one is going through something. But, but community is so important. Girlfriend's Prayer is a community, a community of hope, of love. Those are the, the kinds of communities. And then you have your professional communities, like an organization like NAMI or other uh, counseling associations that provide support. So those are some of the things you want to kind of just be aware of you know, be very discerning, you know, around mm-hmm. people in our life who, who are changing, who are going mm-hmm. from that bubbly, exciting person to the person who looks like they have just totally lost all hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, wow. Uh, very insightful, and I think that's the first time I've ever heard um, that level of um, – detail about what it might look like and the mis, uh, the misconception we have about how someone could be happy on one day and so and then the next day them not here so so thank you for that um, and and then those other subtle nuances um, thank you for the clarity around that and then you know I really appreciate even again what do we do um, I think you made it crystal clear, the presence, that's it. And um, if I could find a bright moment in this conversation, because it is a very heavy conversation, although so many of my friends are here, we just want to be educated, because um, I do have one friend who has lost a good friend to suicide many years ago, um, and I do have a few friends who um, – are clear about their challenge with depression, which we as friends appreciate that. So, um, but if I could find a bright moment, I remember there was in in the best man, as soon as you said, just be present and come over and bring something, um, <clears throat> it was really sweet when three of the friends, three of the guy friends just knocked on the door and went over to their friend's house who probably was struggling um, he had lost his wife, and so he was sitting there in the dark um, in his home, and his three friends just literally got together at his house. So they were really just being present, and they didn't force anything. They brought, you know, pizza or Chinese and wine and cards, and they literally just set up a table in the middle of his uh, living room, and they didn't even ask or they didn't they didn't say anything to him. He sat there on the couch 
right? And then that is such, isn't, I mean, that is such, when you said that, that is the picture. It is don't say anything. You just go there and you show up and don't ask anything and do whatever it is that you were going to do. Just do it at their house. And I said, you know what, just have a party at their house and let them continue to do what they're doing and eventually. And, And so, Oh, my goodness. So if anybody hasn't seen that, I think that's our example of what do you do? You be present. So let me give you back the floor, Dr. Clack. Um, If you just joined the call, everybody, I know um, this is a work day. We are at the beginning of the year, but we are very mindful, thoughtful, intentional about um, this being a very heavy season for some people. Not everybody is where we are. Not everybody is where you are in a happy space, but we want to make sure that we don't lose any loves. We want to make sure you don't get a call. Um, and so, Dr. Clack, I'll give you the uh, the third question. Um, again, we're talking about uh, depression, suicide. Oh, right now we're really talking about suicide. And um, But, ladies, we're going to open up for questions so you can ask your question live. You don't have to reveal your name. If you don't want to come on to the line, you can text me if you have my number, or you can text uh, anybody on the team, and then they'll just send your questions. So, Dr. Clack, uh, what else would you like to share before we open up on the third piece? Yeah, I, yeah the third piece, I, I, let, me, um, let me clarify. The third piece is what to say to loved ones? Um, well, I think, I think you clarified that just being present. You really broke that down, mm-hmm. and you did clarify mm-hmm. um, that they need uh, they need professional help. So maybe if the last question could be the professional help, who to call, and even tell us about your mm-hmm. practice, and then we'll open up to sure. questions um, because I think it's important that we know what is the next step or the professional support it's when they make a plan or do we call or do they call. So whatever you want to share about what's the professional step. Okay. So the professional step is um, first acknowledging and accepting that, I, that I'm ready to step into space for help and that I need it, that I need help. Um, and really quickly, I listened to a podcast recently that Taraji Henson did, and she was talking about um, – her addiction to social media and all of the things that come with that, the perfectionism and all that. But anyway, she has decided to take this hiatus for a month in Bali because she said she could not find her happiness anymore. Mm. And she needed to go find that. And she just talked about how it can feel so isolating and alone and that what it looks like, what people think it looks like for celebrity people, is not always what it is. We not, mm-hmm. may not be able to afford a month in Bali. We may not be able to afford a month anywhere. However, we can day-to-day find peace of mind, and we can also find support. And if that is support looks like professional help, we have to be okay with not worrying about what people think about that. It is more important mm-hmm. for us to have you here than for us to worry about people's thoughts and opinions about seeking help outside. The way to do that, a couple of ways. You can certainly ask people, do you know anybody? Um, do you know where I can call? There are organizations since the pandemic that have opened their doors, and there are some that have closed their doors for whatever reason, the funding at the time. But don't, don't stop at the first no because one organization said, hey, we don't have it, or a therapist said, hey, I'm not taking anybody, 
you can ask, and people ask me all the time, then do you have colleagues that you can refer me to? And I love to do that. If I, and particularly, if this is just New Jersey, then I have colleagues. Yet we still are. 20, from 2019 to 2022, we're still very busy. However, I know that the colleagues, sister friends that I have, we are committed to helping women in wellness. Mm-hmm. So we will definitely mm-hmm. support you. So that looks like, hey, let me ask somebody for a good recommendation. Who do you see? There are more people seeking therapy, so ask them who do they see and would they recommend that person? Or would you ask mm-hmm. if there's a um, directory? So we all probably have heard of, not to make assumptions about how while, um, how known, well-known um, therapy for black girls is. So therapy for black girls is a, um, a directory that has a list of therapists by state. So you could go in there, put your zip code in, or if you're in New Jersey, it doesn't matter what the zip code is because we can do telehealth and you can do therapy for them, the comfort of your home. You don't even have to go in the office anymore. But some people choose to and some people have opened the doors again. There's another um, black female therapist, if you want a female. That's another mm-hmm. directory listed by state. And then there, there are local association sites like South Jersey, North Jersey Association. They all have psychology directories. And you can look at the person's name. You can see if it's a good fit for you. So that's the professional way to kind of – you can Google people too. You can definitely Google, mm-hmm. say, therapists in my area. But what you want to do is look at their credentials, and you definitely mm-hmm. want to look at um, who they see. Not everybody sees mm-hmm. adults. Not everybody sees kids. And you want to make sure that they see what you – and you can ask them. You, you interview. Um, all of us have consultation. We do like a 15-minute free consultation. That's your time to fill out that therapist and to see if their style and personality is a fit for you. Most all of us do that. It's a 15-minute consultation. And you can get a lot in 15 minutes, trust me. People, can, people mm. drill me down in that 15 minutes, and I appreciate that. Because then I can also say to them, wow, it seems like I'm not the best fit for you, but I think that mm-hmm. I can help you find someone, something like that. That's what that space mm. looks like. Okay. Okay. Awesome, awesome. And then I know we're going to do it um, again at the end. Um, but did you share also, I think it's Clack and Associates in terms of how folks get you, folks who are in New Jersey, because you did give us black, uh, black girl therapy and then, the, and then another, but then your practice as well. What is your website again? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's www.clackassociates.com. And I try to do some content um, social media-wise on my Facebook page at um, Clack Angela and then on my IG page, which is at Dr. Angela Clack Speaks. So I also put announcements there of different events coming up. It might be someone doing a conference on mental health. So other resources, those are my social media outlets. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and then also everybody will post that on Girlfriend's Pray as well, and then I'll have uh, Dr. Clack share at the end again. Let's open up for questions. Do you have a question here? Um, if you want to come in, uh, again, if you just joined the call, this is Girlfriend's Pray. Um, we have already prayed. You are covered. This is our after call. We are on with Dr. Angela Clack, and we are specifically talking about um, depression and suicide today, more um, suicide, suicidal thoughts, uh, just being very mindful of where folks are, and, and this hidden 
um, uh, I would say, hidden challenge that uh, many people have, as Dr. Clack mentioned, of maybe not necessarily having a plan, but maybe at some point in your life just not wanting to be here, or maybe you know that that is your, your honey, your hubby, your babies, your kitties, your sister, your uncle. Maybe it is uh, that it's somebody else. So do you have a question? Star six to come in. Star six, and again, you don't Hi, have to you hear be. Me? Yes, and your name is? Hi, D. It's BJ. Um, hey, everybody. Okay. Okay, so uh, um, BJ, here's how we're going to – hold on one second. Hold on. So I'm going to yes, take BJ first. Um, um, and then is there any other questions here? I'm going to take everybody in. Um, so who else has a question? If you star six. I have a question. Okay, you're going to be number two. Um, who else has a qu- – BJ, you're going to be question number one. Uh, uh, number two, you're number two. Who else has a question? Any other questions for Dr. Angela Klatt? Okay, we're going to take two questions and then we'll be complete. Um, All right, question number one, what is your question for Dr. Klatt? Hi, Dr. Klatt. Um, You mentioned credentials, which... Good morning, good morning. Um, You mentioned credentials, and that's what made me come in to ask you my question. Um, I am currently going through perimenopausal symptoms, night flashes, hormone imbalance, and things of that nature, but I am also in therapy for anxiety and depression. It runs in my family, and I'm wondering what credentials you recommend because I'm realizing that my counselor is just like a licensed social worker, and when my PMS hits, on my extremely low days right before my cycle starts, I'm sadder and more and have more darker, lonely thoughts from my PMS and hormones than I do on my extremely depressive days that I've had in the past. And so I'm trying to figure out what credentials matter to help me figure that out because I have my gynecologist recommending birth control pills. I have a nurse recommending Prozac. Those don't feel like suitable options for me because I'm trying to figure out who can marry my anxiety and depression with the hormonal imbalances because, like I said, the hormonal imbalances sometimes make me feel worse and I get more scared of those emotions than when I've had extremely high anxiety and depressive days. And I don't, I don't know what credentials would meet to help me with that. Okay. Good morning again, BJ. Thank you so much for your question. So first of all, the person you're seeing, you said, was a licensed social worker. So we know that they're licensed. So that, number one, we're in a good place. They've done the work. They've passed their exam. The state has said you are qualified and you are okay to give, give, give services. I wouldn't necessarily focus so much on the credentials as much as I would the experience of the person who's doing the work. Because all of us can have different credentials, but some of us have more experience and training in different areas. So instead of separating your team, you want to bring your team together. So if my gynecologist is saying this and my PCP is saying this and then my therapist is saying this, 
Now it's time to really start signing those releases of information and get them to start talking to each other. So what it looks like is it may be your licensed therapist um, writes a letter and say, hey, I'm seeing this person, blah, 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 blah. You, you, you are the hub. Remember, you're the expert, so you will bring that team together. If anything I know um, is I definitely recommend psychiatrists usually over medical professionals. Not 100%, but psychiatrists are the people who treat the brain with medicine. Everybody has their, their lane. And sometimes PCPs are generalists when it comes to that. They're not psychiatrists, so they don't do the brain stuff that psychiatrists do. So I probably say if I were going to add anybody to your team is the psychiatrist because they are the people who treat the brain psych- psychiatrically. The other people are um, credentialed to prescribe. A gynecologist, a gynecologist can prescribe because they know what medications typically treat the brain. <coughs> but it doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to treat your issue psychiatrically. Does that make, does that make sense? That's, that's good. Yes, um, I don't yes know if that are... does help. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Clack. And BJ, thank you for Absolutely. asking. That was, that, that was a really good question, and I feel like that was mm-hmm. one we all needed to be educated on. That was so good. And because BJ is very knowledgeable about herself, it was so, so good um, mm-hmm. just to be able to connect all the dots. So, and thank you, Dr. Clack. I think you uh, also just educated us again on um, who, is, who treats with uh, medicine or ph- pharmaceuticals, medicine, and what specifically is the difference between the psychologist, the therapist, and who's treating the brain, and that is a psychiatrist. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, let's go to uh, number two, person number two, um, for your question for Dr. Clack. Uh, remember, feel free. You don't have to share your name. Uh, we respect confidentiality here, um, but you can come in and ask your question now. Um, my question is, I'm just trying to find out exactly where do you start. I mean, I hear you saying, you know, find a professional, but where, what what words or um uh, titles of person do you do you actually start with <clears throat> when you're when you're looking for for a person or looking for a therapist? Yes, that's that's yeah. So your question is, what type of therapist or what words do you use when you're looking for a therapist? Yes. How do you find one? Okay, okay, did you, Great Dr. Clack, can you share those two? And can you share the resources yeah. that you shared earlier as well? Yes. Sure. So that's a great question. So there are a lot of different credentials that we get licensed in as mental health professionals. So as BJ talked about, her person is an LSW. That is a licensed social worker. Now, I could throw a C in there because the next step for that person is an LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker. And it is so confusing with all these titles, so I'm so glad that you asked this question. So for me, I carry the doctorate in psychology, but I'm also a licensed professional counselor, so you'll see an LPC behind my name. I am a psychiatrist is an MD, so they go to medical school. So the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist, I, don't, I didn't go to medical school, so I don't have the MD. 
the MD doesn't do a lot of psychotherapy, so that's what psychologists do. So you're right. There are so many credentials behind these names. The first thing you want to look for is the license. There needs to be an L in there somewhere. They need to be a licensed mental health professional. That's the first thing. The second thing is if anyone that if you're really, really not sure, every state has a state licensing board. You can ask them, you can look on their website and see if the person has any sanctions against them or anything like that. They should be on that, that, that list if you're concerned about that. More than likely, people don't have the time to go through all of that. So if you're asking somebody, you know, do you have a therapist that I can see? The, the general term for talk therapist is therapist. That's a talk therapist. Now, what that talk therapist does is varied in their thing. So lots of people will do what is called CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. That's pretty standard approach. Other people may do narrative therapy, trauma therapy. So what we do in our work is very varied. But when you're looking for a person, you're saying, I need a talk therapist, and that is psychotherapist. Um, the word counselor, you could use the word counselor, but you have to be careful with counselor because that's the beginning level and that may be someone who is not yet licensed, but they may be working under somebody who is licensed until they get their hours, and then they also go through the same process to get licensed. So counselor, at the minimum, they're the beginning level. So if someone says, hey, I'm a counselor, you want to say, are you a licensed counselor? Are you licensed? And they may say, hey, I'm not yet, or no, because I, I'm just doing this kind of work. So the most important thing where you look for that, say, I'm looking for someone who is a licensed mental health professional. That's where you start. And then the websites that I gave out earlier, um, so you can look at, so you want to look for therapy directories. That means, the thing about directories, though, is not all of us are on all of these. So some therapists, you're just going to probably have some, um, a Google, say, therapist in New Jersey, and then you could look at um, maybe I want someone who's a Christian. So you could also put that in a Christian therapist. And all of us have websites, so the website should pick up, the algorithms should start to pick up those keywords and bring our name up for you. Um, but on directories, all of us not are on directories because we pay for directories. So if a therapist says, hey, I'm doing okay, with, I don't want to pay someone to be on their directory, you might miss a few people. But the directories that I find more often that I get referrals from is therapyforblackgirls.org, blackfemaletherapist.org. Those are the two that I get almost all of my referrals from. But there's psychologytoday.com. That's a big one. There are lots of therapists on there. So those are the big three where people um, tend to, to look for folks. And then word of mouth. I have to tell you, word of mouth is going to be number one. Ask somebody, mm -hmm. say, hey, if you don't know, ask somebody to ask somebody to ask somebody. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Where do they go or where do I get help? And then you can try your local community mental health centers. They are still up and running. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good, Dr. Clack. Um, and that's a lot. That's enough. And and but I I do agree with you. It's word of mouth uh, when you hear folks talk about their therapist. Or I've had people ask me, "Do you have a good therapist?" I mean, I'm a I'm a big mm -hmm. fan. Um, and but now let me ask you last question: Is it is it uh, okay or safe to ask your primary care physician, "Hey, Doc, do you have 
a referral or do you know who is highly recommended in the area? Is, can we add yes. that as a number four? Okay. Yes, you can, okay. definitely. And when they say or when they offer it, that's who I have the utmost respect for because they okay. realize that that is out of their purview and they're saying, mm-hmm. hey, I have someone or – and even my gynecologist, I, she has my business card. Um, and so mm-hmm. when she thinks of okay. someone who needs it, she will give them my information. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. This is really good. Um, and then um, and then the number four, uh, you know, thoughts of suicide or if we yeah. see something, no, is yeah. it it's still, is it pound? If you could give the number, please. So they changed that as of July of this, of last year. Um, well, they started yep. it. Uh, so it is not easier. It is just um, star nine eight eight. So no longer do you have to dial that number. However, if people really need emergency services, then you call nine one one. I would love when you have suicidal ideation to use the nine eight eight because there's someone there who can talk to you. We know that that nine eight eight hotline is also support. So that's the suicide and crisis lifeline. So crisis, right? If you're in crisis and you're not necessarily needing, and it's available, of course, 24 hours. And we know sometimes 911, they don't always have trained people who are the most um, empathic folks. So if, if, if it's suicidal ideation or you're in crisis and you need help right away, try the 988. But if someone is in an immediate need, then you call 911 because you need a response and you need to get someone to a place where they can safely be Got it. Awesome. This has been so helpful in the short time that we have as people. I know, ladies, y'all are moving about. I know, I'm sure, Dr. Clack, you have to get into your um, office today, but this has been so helpful. I think the last one, uh, last thing before I'm going to ask you to give your information again is uh, I go back to our first question, and it was so powerful. Again, um, thank you, BJ, for raising it, and it's just um, somebody else mentioned that question number one was helpful because also when uh, and if you are opposed to medicating, how you might be able to change your diet or lifestyle um, to help manage some of that. So that was just a comment that I received. So, but, but can mm-hmm. I ask really quickly, um, can you talk about uh, how or, or if and how changing lifestyle is, a, is part of a solution or like, you know, checking blood work or, um, you know, even natural, is it naturopaths? Uh, yeah, so yeah. if you could talk about lifestyle or diet yeah. as a last yeah. question, I promise Dr. Clack, and that would be helpful, and then we're going to go. Oh, no problem, Dr. D. I got to talk about this all day. Um, <laughs> this is my life passion. Uh, I am a holistic practitioner, so I do mind, body, soul, and spirit. And I do ask people, what are you eating and how are you moving your body? Because one of the things about depression and anxiety is isolating, and people typically are um, not moving the body. So I may say to them, if all you can do is walk to your mailbox, if that's where we start, then I need you to get outside because I want you to get some fresh air and I want you to get the natural vitamin D from the sunlight. Um, so I definitely ask people things that like, what are you eating? One of the hidden, hidden vices is alcohol. 
a lot of my women are silently and quietly abusing alcohol, wanting to take them down at night. But what they don't know is that it will also wake you up in the middle of the night when it has wore off. So now you're back and forth restless in your sleep. Yes, it will put you to sleep, but it will not keep you asleep. I am also careful asking people about other things that they're taking to help because people are using sleep medications to help them. Sleep medications are not designed to be long-term. So people are taking them for months, sometimes years, and they're wondering why they're not working. They're not designed to do that. They're not designed for that. The third thing I will ask people also is, are you eating? So when people get depressed or anxious, they're down to one meal a day. Sometimes they don't eat at all that day. There is that, therefore, there's no energy, no fuel for the body to do anything, including to engage in talk therapy because you have no energy. So that's another one. So sleep, eating, or what we call vegetative symptoms and signs, not eating enough, overeating, not sleeping, sleeping too much. Alcohol, abuse of alcohol, those things, or abuse of other medications. Food is so important. Oh, my goodness, I tell people all the time, why? Because there are co-occurring medical disorders that can also um, affect your mental health. So if we're taking in tons and tons of sugar and we're dealing with borderline diabetic conditions, you have now created something else, right? Now you have two things you're trying to treat or three things. Now we have high cholesterol. Now we have maybe undiagnosed hypo-hyperthyroidism, which hypothyroidism, some of those symptoms mimic depression. I'm cold. I'm blue. I have a low mood. I have no energy. I say, hey, when was the last time you had a physical? Oh, years. I, I stay well. I don't need to go. I want you to get a full exam. They go. They find out they have low vitamin D. Most of us do in this part of the world. And then also they find out, oh, I may be low in iron. You see lots of women getting these iron infusions now. There's so much knowledge and information. So my physician always says test, don't guess. Just be sure. Mm -hmm. Just go and get the test so that you know where your numbers are now. You start treating yourself, and then you check the numbers later, and you'll see the difference. So it is so important to take care of the body because the mind is not separate. The brain is not separate from the body, right? So whatever I take in is going to affect my body, and the thoughts that I have is going to affect that as well. So what I tell myself, but also what I put in and on my body is going to make a difference. I definitely ask people, one more thing I'll share is, what do you watch on TV? They tell me, mm. I can't sleep at night. I'm having these terrible dreams. What are you watching? And then I'm finding they're watching things like uh, CSI, other things that are people are opening parts mm-hmm. of bodies. Um, there are, you know, other things. And then they can't sleep at night because, remember, the brain isn't sleep. So if you watch and your TV is on, it's still absorbing all of this information in your sleep and you wake and then in your dream, you're replaying the scenes from the movie. So TV at night, you know, if you're having problems sleeping and use those kind of instrumental meditation kind of music things. So, yeah, naturopathic would be my first step for folks if they really don't need medication or are not ready for medication. I'll say, hey, there's some other surface level naturopathic ways to do this, but you have to do them consistently, and they are slower maybe to work, but they work. So some people are impatient, and they'll say, well, it's not working, um, but I know that medication works right away. Medication has side effects too. So we have to be careful about what we're doing, but some people, you need medication first because you've been in your depression for so long. 
we have to get you up out of that in order to do the therapy because you're so deep in it that you don't have the wherewithal energy to do the talk stuff. So we want you to be on medication to lift that depression so now you can do what we need you to do. So this is why you need to talk to a professional because all of these things are about teams. All of these things mm-hmm. are about information. And more people now are getting their information from social media. And one of the places I know that has good and maybe not so credible information are things like TikTok and all those kind of things where people are getting sound bites. So if you're listening to TikTok and you're like, oh, I heard this, because I had people say, I saw this on TikTok. And I'm like, okay, but let's talk about what that is in real real life, Um, because it's good information, but sometimes it's not a professional. So it's important to to talk to credible folks. Got it. This has been so um, valuable in less than 60 minutes. You have really done uh, (laughs) awesome, yeah, an awesome service um, today. So everybody, this is Dr. Angela Clack. Um, You've heard her talk about this, but she is such a wealth of information and an authority in the space from everything from uh, her uh, lens and messaging on the state of black women in America and white spaces, uh, finding our voice and standing in our truth, um, the crises of self-doubt, shame, and psychological trauma. Yes, write that down, the crises of self-doubt and shame and psychological trauma, um, expertise in self-care um, as not being something that is selfish and learning to to love yourself, um, the state of mental health of black women uh, she is an authority on in terms of psychological narratives on trauma and depression. Um, She is an expert on removing the superwoman cape, cloak, the mask, and dagger. Uh, She is an expert in self-silencing, no more tears, the barriers black women face in corporate America and other historical oppressive spaces. So um, she is Dr. Angela Clack, and this is Um, her space. She is based in New Jersey, but she gave us lots of other resources. Um, But you could go to clackassociates.com, C-L-A-C-K, associates.com, and I will let her uh, come in and give you the uh, the last uh, or the the other ways that we can follow her. And we are complete today. So Dr. Angela Clack, again, thank you. What were the the other uh, uh, reference points in terms of where we find you online? Sure. So um, first, giving it all honor and glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the connection. Thank you for allowing me this platform. I think that the more opportunities we have to do this, the greater the stigma around mental health will be eradicated. That's our goal, uh, particularly for communities of color. Um, So I try to give some content because not everybody's ready to step into the therapy space. So I am on IG, so Instagram at Dr. Angela Clack Speaks. I try to do a few sound bites over there. And then also my website, I mean, yeah, my website, www.clackassociates.com, and then Facebook, at Clack Angela and Dr. Angela Clack. So there's two pages on there that I try to share information. And thank you again, Dr. B.
Thank you. All right, everybody. I just followed. I can't believe I, I wasn't even following. I know you. I've known you all these years. Appreciate you. I just hit the button. Um, thank you, Dr. Clack. We are going to look at um, maybe having you again. Everybody, if this conversation was valuable to you, this was recorded. So look at the Girlfriends Pray podcast. We'll post it there. If you know that somebody needed to be here, just send them over to the Girlfriends Pray podcast, um, and you'll listen for or look for the one with Dr. Angela Clack. And, uh, and if you are interested in more, we're going to have another uh, therapist. Actually, we're going to have an LCSW here on Monday, and then we have another on Friday. So we're going to just keep this going at least through next week because um, we want to stand watch and stand guard and make sure um, we are well, our families are well, our loves are well, and, uh, and we will forever give God the honor, the praise, and the glory for keeping us well. So God bless you all. May heaven's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Have a wonderful day today. And remember, of uh, our girlfriends pray, you can go to www.girlfriendspray.org to learn more, find out more. Um, but definitely meet us back here on Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you. And remember, First Thessalonians 5. 17, it says to pray without ceasing and get therapy. God bless you.